welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. It's 1 p.m. We are on Sunday, and joining me today, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm very good. I'm very good. We have had a cracking bike race, and yes. what a cracking yes. stage it was last night. And I'll tell you what, we got a little bit more than we gambled on too there was a section up the final climb watch the highlights i urge you to it was brilliant but you just might want to go like that there's a section on the climb as matt cannon said i think the, the moon was out yeah and robbie said there's a sausage sizzle <laughs> there's some stuff happening there yeah, yeah it's you, yeah you may want to see or you may not want to it's, see it's depending it, what... it sort of goes well it's actually <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's classic sbs sbs at 2 a.m you know yeah. those old movies you used to watch yeah. Anyway, okay, let's focus on let's the race. Let's get on the race. Yeah. <laughs> focus on, on cycling. Did you expect it to be all about the green jersey? Uh, good question. Good, good, good opening question. Yeah, Jeez, you. You've That's done your homework. Job, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Look, it, it gave us a lot. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if I did or I didn't. Look, what I did, yeah, what I did expect, Peter Sagan will go down kicking and swinging because yeah. he is a champion of our sport. You think he's just going to roll into Paris yeah. and surrender that green? To Bennett, no way. And Bennett knows that, by the way. But and, and so that's what makes it even better. Yesterday's stage was dominated and controlled by the green jersey battle. That's what made it so good, didn't it? And the sprint, there was intermediate sprint, which Bora engineered. There was mm. a little bump before, and they were on a mission to crack Bennett from the start. Yeah, yeah, they did. That's... They absolutely. And it just suddenly happened, wasn't it? It was like a flick of the wrist. Suddenly, Bora went to the front. You went, whoa, whoa. And you could hear it in Maddie and Robbie's voice and Bridie. They were like, whoa, what's happening here? Here we go. Bora just put the pressure on. Bennett was right on the wheel. He knew he had to be there, and he just couldn't follow. His teammates tried to do everything they could. And from that point on, it was game on basically all the way through to the finish. What a stage it was. Yeah. This is, I say it again, last year was a cracking tour. We, we all walked away at the end of last year and we said, wow, what a great race. Yeah. Good to have a, you know, a three-week every day. Tour, like a good tour. We're having it this year it's and good. it's almost better, isn't it? I reckon. Yeah. And, and it, we just went another snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> in a way, yeah. And, and we're not even there. Imagine yeah. if we yeah. were there uh, in terms of the experience. Oh, we're not over there. Yeah. yeah. That would be. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Let's not let's not go. We're, uh, we're in a studio in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go there. Uh, actually, let's uh, listen to the winner of the stage, and uh, we'll talk about how that win was engineered. It's Soren Kuk Anderson. Oh, I, I have no words. I feel emotions. Uh, yeah, I I dream about this, but it's always hard to say I'm good enough before you have done it. But yeah, uh, I'm just amazed, and I'm. Yeah, full of emotions. It's crazy, yeah. What an amazing finish, uh, those last final three kilometers. You had dynamite in the legs. Uh, yes, uh, I had really good legs the whole day. Uh, of course, you never know how good the other guys are. Uh, but my legs felt good the whole day. And when the moment came, I was. it took a long time for me during the tour to get confidence in myself. But I knew, okay, if I, if I suffer, 
they all for sure also suffer and then I just went for it, yeah. I suppose you were maybe uh, inspired by uh, young Mark Hershey? Uh, of course, it gives, uh, it gives the whole group motivation and uh, yeah, we believe in ourselves. When you see this young guy uh, doing these amazing things, of course I also get inspired and uh, I believe a little bit more in myself as well. Yeah. And so much strength in the team. Uh, Tish Benut was the first to, to, to give it a go. Yeah. Mark a few days ago, you again today. It's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, like you say, it's it's amazing, and we also didn't expect uh, to go so well. We are here with the youngest team in the tour, I think. So it's also with the with the pur purpose of future that we are here. But yeah, we are performing already, and we are just super happy. Yeah. Soren Crack Anderson. I mean, he touched about uh, on it. Sunweb had the plan clearly. They mm. executed it. We're going to talk about it. But uh, how good are they on this? I was going to say the beginning of the tour. We are nearly more than halfway Two through. Thirds, yeah. But they've been so good. Urshi, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah they, 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 they did it to perfection. And look, what was so good, what I love about the stage win last night, it was sort of, it's old school. As yeah. in, it went back, you know, when was the last time a guy jumped off the front in a stage of the Tour de France, two kilometres to go? Not, yeah. not a mountain stage, a stage like that, and one. No, absolutely. I'm sure there's someone will... Say, oh, it was four <laughs> days ago or whatever. But no, no, no. You know, you can't like Julian Alaphilippe win stage two, but he had a climb to launch himself. Yeah. This was just across the top. It was, there was a flat, false flat or whatever it was. They all hesitated because they were on their hands and knees. Sagan had tried to go with the moves. Alaphilippe had tried. Everyone had, yeah, this was old school. This is Ekimov back in his heyday, yeah. jumping off the front with a couple of K to co. Yeah. It was absolutely brilliant, but it took a lot of tactics and it took a whole team to to make that, yeah. you know, to, to, to manufacture it. Yeah. There's a good comment here from uh, Angus. Angus says, Orson Webb needs in a, is some good climbers and in a year or two, there will be a team to beat. Guess what? Roma Barda is moving to Sunweb. Yeah, so that team next year in the years to come, they can keep that spirit. Yeah, but they seem to be able to keep that spirit nah, because they, you they, know Michael Matthews. Remember uh, Warren Bargill was there. They won the green. They won the Porcadot a few years ago. There's a good atmosphere in that team. It seems to be. Yeah, yeah, and without digressing too much, because we did talk about it early in the first week. That is a great move for Bardet. Absolutely, and it is a great move for that team. Bardet, I think he is a bit stale. Um, and taking away, he was he was riding well. It's unfortunate yep. he's crashed out with concussion. But he needs he needs a change, and he needs a change with a team that will invigorate him, like really invigorate him. Yeah. You know, and it, I'm glad he hasn't stayed with a French team. I agree, or gone to a different French team. I agree. Yeah. So <laughs> I just want to tell you in case you want to disagree. <laughs> but no, today I agree. I agree. Uh, he actually, we we talked about it, you know, around a glass of wine or something at some point you last year as well. Liar. Around you, I didn't say around two glasses of wine. Around one glass of wine, yours, because uh, I don't drink wine. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, but you're right. He he would have had too much pressure on a French team. Yeah. Perfect team, but okay. It's, it's not about about Bardet here. No, no. But it's about how you know Sun a good Web. structure. Yeah, of, of Sunweb. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But how they built that final stage, which was basically, I think, a mini Milan San Remo. Mm. You know, we can think Stevio and then. The, the drag after that, would you say that was there was a feeling of Milan? Sorry? Yeah, it was a little bit like that. And I mean, the downhill run in, and I mean, in the end, geez, he had time to sit up 200 meters out. He didn't, you know, he looked around his shoulder and then went, Wow, yeah. I've actually won this by 400 meters, 500 yeah. meters. He only went two kilometers to go. So he's pulled 500 meters on them in but, the two, and like it was incredible. So, and let's, let's not take away the teamwork. 
one thing is to do that attack and launch it as well for Cry Anderson yeah. to actually be able to deliver. Like he had to yeah. do a two-kilometer effort. That is hard. Yeah. That is really a hard thing to do. Yes, they balked and they they looked at each other. Not for too long though. They, they were still doing fifty kilometers an hour. Yeah. So he's had to do sixty yeah. on that downhill running, and it wasn't all full downhill. It was it was brilliant. Be, before we move on to uh, and talk uh, about uh, Trentin as well, Trentin talks a, a lot about how mm. Sunweb engineered this as well, but. You were an ex-rider. Talk about that split moment, those those one or two seconds where he actually had to make the move. Because yeah. that's where he won that bike race. It's the fact that he, he saw a little bit of a hesitation everywhere and then he was the one to go. But that took about a second. Yeah. It, uh, does that, like, it means after 150 or 200K, they still have to be really switched on. When you're on, when you're on, it's, it's, it's instinct. You just know and that... That instinct kicks in. You make all the right moves. You follow all the right wheels. You know where to sit in that in that group of fifty. It's it's chaos. It's like chaos all around you, and you're moving slowly, and you can think clearly. And that seriously, that is what it's like when you're on. You're on, and sometimes the stars align. And yes, you sometimes need a little bit of luck, but you know you get good luck from from good execution, and that's what somewhere. Yeah. Did. And you know what? It's not just us talking about it. There's Matteo Trentin, mm. uh, in his post-race interview, uh, actually post-race interview, let's have a listen to him and then you'll see. He compliments Sunweb saying, we knew they were going to do this and he explains why. And let's have a listen to him, Matteo Trentin. Yeah, uh, actually it was in our, uh, in our this, uh, race discussion this morning that Sunweb yesterday, they were like uh, hiding themselves and for sure they will go again today. And to be honest, they got the strongest team in the, into the final because everyone was committed from us and from Bora. To, to let the sprinter behind. We did it. The guys made an amazing ride today. Uh, we ride, I think, I think we show we, we ride for the victory. Uh, me and Greg was left the, the, the two guys standing for the final. Greg followed the attack and I was trying to sprint. It was super, super hard. Uh, the whole day we pushed on the pedal and, uh, and the final was even harder. So yeah, it's like this. We just need to accept that someone was stronger, uh, but with the commitment we, we show, I think uh, we can we can look at the next Friday because the other stage, I think they are way too hard. <laughs> you, go, you said it all as well about the next week, but completely, it's very rare that, uh, you know, when we look at all those uh, post-stage interviews, it's always, yeah, it was hard. Or Pogacar, mm, it was mm, easy, mm. you know. But most of them, it's all about themselves. It's very rare they talk about the opposition yeah. in such terms, saying, yeah. we pushed on, Bora pushed on, we couldn't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, and Trentin is a star yeah. in his own right. What's he won? Four. He's won four stages, I think, at the well, Tour de France. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he, he is an absolute star. So that's a massive compliment. Yeah. And the fact that they knew it, they knew it. But again, that clear thinking, that clear mind of Sunweb and Kra Anderson, and there's chaos all around you, and you go, I oh, know, I can just thread the needle here. Yeah. I, I can see victory, and this is how I'm going to get from here to there. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, talking about the green jersey, uh, so Bennett stays in green. He basically lost a few points. Didn't work out the best for Sagan in terms of the uh, effort to reward. And that's yep. sort of the, the the song we're getting at the minute. He's putting pressure a lot on the team, yep. but he doesn't get the maximum point He's, he Yeah. And, and look, it's it's interesting talking about what Sunweb did and Kraa Anderson and that clear thinking. Sagan last night, if you watched back the tape, the last three, four kilometers, he was jumping with everything. So he was too eager. He was too eager then to finish the job. And maybe the Peter Sagan in his best form would have jumped and gone whack 
straight across and then attacked away and soloed like Kra Anderson did. So he's not quite at that level. But when he when he was jumping with everything, I'm thinking, no, no, you've got to sit back. You've got to sit back and rely on a couple of other teams. You don't need to be doing the chasing. And that's what cost him yeah. that sprint. That's what cost him that the first run across the line in the sprint for second. So he was fourth in the end. That brings me to a question from uh, Owen that says, is Bora strong enough to keep the pressure until Paris or will Sagan will have to do it himself? Pressure on Benetton. Bora, Bora, 100% are strong enough. They've proved, they've done it twice yeah. now. So yeah, they will, they will commit and Sagan will, you know, he'll crack the whip. The question is, is he good enough? I think he is. And either way, that doesn't mean he's going to beat Bennett. He's good enough to challenge all the way to Paris. What we're going to see is this battle just unfold day after day after day. Yeah. It's it's going to be brilliant. And he didn't, like you say, he didn't get the maximum points that he wanted, Sagan, but he got some. Yeah, but he didn't get the green jersey, but he gets Maka's orange jersey. Totally. Uh, Drew is actually saying, hey, uh, they love the podcast, and how good is the orange jersey? I know. How Sagan gets is, the orange. Yeah. He has to. No, no contest. No contest. No, 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 no. There are plenty of other great rides. Look, last night it was a hard one to choose because there were some great rides by a lot yep. of different riders. But the fact that he put the team on the front, he took not maximum points because there were the two riders away at the sprint intermediate sprint, and then they just drilled it. Yep. They just drilled it. You know, Bennett was thirty seconds behind at the top of that climb with eighty kilometers to go, and Bora just went, "No way. Yeah, he's not getting on." And he had the whole team yeah. back with him, Bennett. And they gave up. Yeah, in the they, end, they, they sat up. They threw their hands in okay. the end. Went no way. This is ridiculous. And actually, the, the peloton came down as well at that time because they, mm. they heard that you know um, uh, Bennett was putting out. It was a smart move. Actually, they went okay. And and, and in hindsight, down. or in retrospect, it was smart because I don't think Bennett would have made it over those two little kickers at the end. Do you yeah. think? Yeah, I, agree. I don't think yeah. he would have got there. So then it would have all been to nothing in the end. Actually, that was quite smart, uh, Bernal. Hard stage for him. What? Where is Bernal? He's all right. Where is that? Where is he at? Yeah, look, he, he suffered properly for the first time two days ago, the mountain yeah. top finish. So he lost time there, lost time to sort of the other favourites, you know, including Richie Port, who was obviously brilliant. But he's not done. He's not done. No. I think let's listen to him and then dissect it. Let's listen to Egan Bernal. Well, uh, it was a hard stage. Uh, the first climb... The Bora was uh, pulling full gas for Sagan, trying to just uh, drop uh, some Bennett. Finally, they, he dropped, and uh, the whole stage was really hard just for the green jersey. Uh, they were fighting for the green jersey, so it was really, really hard. And then in the final, I think everyone was in the limit, and yeah, it was not the plan, but the uh, the last climb, I, I just felt good and I tried. To be honest, I I don't think too much about the attack. I just went and uh, yeah, I have enjoyed and I think I I need it. I need to, to enjoy the race. I I really enjoyed the last part of the of the race and I think we need to to stay focused. We need fight. We need to fight until Paris and uh, here we are in. The Tour de France and one stateless. Do you think he's going to carry on the job, the hacker job on the next race? That was a rough, it was <laughs> a rough cut, wasn't it? He's done. He's, he's done. It. Just to go back to what happened, he's he started to on the race day. He started to shave yeah. a little bit, and he shaved too much. 
So he decided to carry on and do the crown. But always start on number 10 clipper. Well, would you, would if you, you start on zero, you can't go back. Do you have any advice for him? Well, well check it out. <laughs> I you guys do it. What's too late? 10 years ago, I might have had advice. But, um, but I reckon the rest day is going to go. Okay, let's finish it. Okay, anyway. Uh, he mentioned the Greek jersey in this because that's where the battle was. Well, he talked about how tough it was, the stage. Yeah. And if you think that the GC guys, honestly, this is genuine. I'm not making this up. If you think the GC guys have an easy day in the peloton yesterday because they don't have to fight, they can sit on the wheel, that was single file for 180-odd kilometres, yeah. however long the stage was. So that was a brutal stage. It's hard for everyone. And you can see Bernal, the defending champion of the Tour de France, one of the best bike riders in the world. Look at him. He was fatigued. Yeah. He, he was he fatigued. Looked genuinely yeah. fatigued. But you know what else I love? He was very un-Ineos Grenadiers-like yeah. because he talks about, ah, suddenly there was an opportunity, it wasn't planned, and I went for it. Yeah. And I want to enjoy this tour. I've got to enjoy this tour. He was – it was really off the cuff, and I well, really liked that. He talks like a champion. Yeah, he, he does. He talks like he a does. real champion, not, yeah. not a machine. That's right. And, and that – the Skybot era is done. Yeah. This is a real genuine, you know, I well, love that. It's well great. and truly done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Even though Carpas yesterday was really turning up the screw. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't see the four or five riders at the front just controlling the nah, race. It's excellent. Gone. It's excellent. Yeah. Richie Porte had to do a Ooh. bike swap. Uh, and I'll tell you what I got. I was nervous. Uh, yeah. I was, uh, me yeah, too. I, was I was pacing around the lounge room <laughs> floor. What What did your neighbors have to say about this? Oh, <laughs> don't, don't, go don't go there. there. Don't go there. <laughs> Okay, there. That's not scripted, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, that's sorry. funny. That's funny. Uh, the neighbors aren't happy with my booming voice, my live crosses, because I do them from home. We've had a little note slip in the door. Can you keep it down? Put your put your uh, thoughts in the comments if you You're want, guys. To, and if you, my neighbors are listening, I doubt where they are. You don't have to suck it up because there's still eight stages to go. Anyways, not long. Uh, let's listen to Richie Port. He would explain what happened in that bike swap. Uh, and it's it's very interesting to understand how tense it was and how he actually finished that stage. Uh, so Richie Port, once again, on the massage table. Yep. Uh, yeah, I came around the corner. I uh, was in kind of in the front of the bunch and there was a huge pothole, uh, which wasn't ideal, so I had a double puncher, but uh, Kim Anderson, the director, had uh, spoken that, you know, the roads probably weren't the best in the final, so we knew that Kenny was always to be close by, so as soon as that happened, uh, luckily Kenny was pretty close by, and I was able to jump back on, um, and eventually come back to the bunch. It's lucky that Kenny's uh, my size, because... If I had to take Jasper's bike, I'm not sure I'd have been able to touch the pedals because it's a fair bit bigger. So it was a close shave, but uh, we were lucky to come away with no time loss. Could you explain how the bike swap works in practice? Yeah, well, luckily uh, I was able to get on the radio, even though I had a d double puncher, and, and um, ask Kenny to swap. So Kenny was pretty quick on the scene. Um, so yeah, straight back, straight onto the bike. Really, um, he's he's actually shorter than me, which is uh, doesn't happen very often. But most of the climb, I was able to ride out of the saddle anyhow, so it wasn't uh, much different. The only thing that was different was uh, his his brakes are a lot looser than mine are. So um, that was probably yeah, a little, little bit hair raising coming into the finale, but um, it all worked out well. There you go, Richie Port. If you thought bike swapping was just, I get out of the bike 
and then I jump on a new bike and run. Remember uh, Simon Garrens way back at a team BMC, uh, I think that's f- a few years ago. He's gone now, yeah. They had a proper setting on the saddle so that he could You're swap. Right. Now you swap. He would yes, just go, yes, tack, yes, drop yes. the saddle to the exact height. Yeah, we interviewed bought. the mechanic, Absolutely. an old, old teammate of mine, in fact. Yes, 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 that's right. Um, just the other point on that. You think it's easy, and we, we take the mickey on the question, you know, can you explain it? Well, I get off my bike and I get on his bike. It's pretty simple, isn't it? As quickly as possible. He mentions about the brakes. Yeah. And, and Kenny's, I think he said, were a bit softer. Yeah. Can you imagine getting on someone else's bike, chasing a peloton through cars, through convoys at 60 kilometres an hour? The setup is close. It's the same branded bike. Seat height slightly different. Length would be slightly different. Brakes are set different. And that, that downhill running to get back on and get to the front of a yeah. peloton of 100 or whatever was left, that is actually, it takes a lot of skill and nerve wracking. So that, and the first time really you well. go, the first time you go, ooh, okay. That's yeah. A, yeah. Well, what's yeah. This? Imagine, he, he, look, he came up hard on a yeah. corner and through one no. of the cars. Imagine you don't, you, you're thinking it's your bike, you forget. Yeah. Because your adrenaline is rushing, you're just trying to get on time. So he did a, the team and him did a brilliant job. And yeah, that's, yeah, they're they're the sort of dodging the bullets because yeah. they're going to happen. There's going to be something else. Well, so far, Trek and Richie Touchwood, 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 uh, is is he's been dodging all the bullets. You know, yesterday there was a crash. Shut up. You know, in the commentary, <laughs> oh crash, Trek crash. You go, oh, 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 oh I know. Oof, it's not Richie. No, we all, yeah. and we we we're not trying to make too much fun of it, but let's face it, he has had some terrible luck. Absolutely. He has had terrible luck purely at the Tour de France. So we we just want him to have a a clean race and a really good opportunity to make the podium. And so far, that's where he's heading. Absolutely. If you haven't understood, yesterday was a cracking stage. We loved it. It mm. was so exciting. And this Tour de France is just going to get better and better and better. Uh, you had the chance or the opportunity to talk to Matt White yesterday. Well, he had the opportunity to chat with me. True. He, ah, yeah, to, he yeah, said, yeah. can I do an interview with you? Is that all right? You asked did you go, you? Uh, wait a minute, I'm going to pull a background. I'm flat out. I'm going to pull a background. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, we did. Whitey's been fantastic. He's yeah. been great. Legend. And uh, look, he's, he's, he's got a world of knowledge in terms of Tour de France. And of course, as a director and a cyclist. And um, no, it was great. I had a good chat with him. And he, yeah, he said some really interesting things. Absolutely. So stay, like, stay tuned now because we are going to play this interview recorded yesterday uh, with Matt White, and then we come back straight after this. Adam Yates, he's in a bit of a rock and a hard place, isn't he? I mean, he can't really go anywhere, and it'd be a bit of a waste, I think, for him just to sit up and lose 20 minutes just in order to go for a stage. How do you and him and the team try and manage uh, sort of uh, his his opportunities, I guess, uh, moving forward, and I guess more so post rest day. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to know a lot by tomorrow afternoon. I, I think tomorrow tomorrow is a brutal day. It's 100 kilometres of dead flat, but then there's 3,400 metres of climbing in the last 75k. So myself and Adam, after the Dolphinet, we uh, we did all these alpine stages, and it's a tough day. The the two climbs before the Grand Colombier are actually harder. Uh, but just the length of the Grand Colombier is, uh, is is really tough. So I think tomorrow, hope, hoping for Adam's sake and for our sake, he's either on a very good day uh, and can follow the best guys or he has a bad day because we've already spoken. If he's on a bad day, we didn't come here to finish 13th. And uh, if he can, he has to get right off general classification for what is going to be a, a an action-packed last week where there is still a lot of chances for the climbers coming up. And uh, just for a moment, if you can... 
put your put your Australian hat on, Australian pride. Um, well, we've we've all been pretty happy with Caleb Ewan, haven't we so far? Richie Port, though, gee, he, I thought he was impressive uh, last night. Third best climber in the race, you could argue. What from a guy who's seen a lot of tours and raced some yourself? Where do you think Richie Port's at? I think he's in a good place. I think uh, usually for Richie, the most uh, dangerous part of the race is the first week uh, and that first 10 days because usually in that, in that first 10 days is where you have your crosswinds or where you have your, your splits and you have your technical riding, which sometimes he does get caught out on. And I think we're past that phase now. Uh, famous last words. But uh, he, uh, you know, we've got a lot of mountains to come. And basically, if you've got legs, you're going to be able to follow. And uh, he showed he certainly had good legs yesterday. And if he has, doesn't have a bad day, he'll be in that group of guys that would, you know, at the moment are still very, very tight for, for those podium spots. So you know, until he has a bad day, he's still in the mix. And, uh, and all things going well, I think he could really battle out for a, an outside chance to arrive on the podium here. We've, I've asked you about this and we spoke about it probably pre-Tour de France. How tough is this third week from what you've seen in the past, all the tours you've been on? Because to me... You've got to go back more than 30 years for, for a harder third week, or even from now to the finish. Um, it's pretty brutal, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is, Dave. It's, uh, tomorrow, obviously, a very, very tough tail end, and then you've got a rest day, and then it's three mountain stages in a row with the last two. Uh, no, I don't know what is the Queen stage here. Is it, is it Wednesday or is it Thursday? Uh, on paper, Wednesday looks tougher because there's the, the two longer climbs, which, which are brutal, and especially... The, uh, the climb to Marybelle, it goes to 2,300 metres. The last 6K is on a brand-new laid bike path with ramps of up to 20%. And then the next day, on paper, it looks solid, but I rode the course, well, Adam rode the course uh, two weeks ago, and there's, there's hardly a metre of flat. And then you've got that the epic two-kilometre dirt section across the top and then descending down to a final climb. So it's... It is very condensed. It's more like a, a last week of a Giro d'Italia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said. And just finally, and it's uh, well, let's let's fingers crossed. So I don't want to end it on a negative question. But the COVID testing, I'm presuming, happens on the rest day. You guys have had one positive test. What what can you tell us? Because there's been some confusion. If you have a second positive test, touch wood, you won't. But there's three other teams in the same boat. What can you tell us about that? And how how do you all the teams feel about that? Yeah, so all, all the, the, the testing has been reset. So uh, unless there's any positives between uh, now and Monday, which means that you've got someone has severe symptoms and they need to be uh, rapid-fire rapid fire tested, then all the teams start on Monday with, it, with a count of zero. So we've got our team has, has the same chance of anyone else of getting two positives on Monday. And I was saying, uh, Matt White for uh, Mitchelton Scott. Um, it's always good to have a chat with him. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the fact that they've reconned a lot of the stages yeah. in the last week. Remember, we spoke to him while they were reconning. The yeah, stages. correct. Yeah, true. Right. Uh, it's just he was out the back of Grenoble. Yeah, something uh, like on, yeah, yeah. on top absolutely. of one of the mountains. That's right. Um, um, two thousand three hundred meters. The Mirabelle. I've seen a, I've seen an overhead vision cam, uh, uh, like a drone vision of that climb he spoke about, the brand new laid concrete yep. sort of goat track, if you like. This is going to be spectacular. Now, remember last year, I'm just going to plant a seed in everyone's head. Egan Bernal, the last three stages, the last two massive alpine stages, yep. went way over 2,000 metres. He suddenly, it was like he just grew another leg, Bernal. Yep. He was always good. He was getting better and better. 
but he just went to another level. So I'm I no way am I writing even Bernal off. Very interesting. Uh, in terms of the the uh, expectation for next week, you know, and then we talk about stage uh, 15 that's coming up tonight. Mm. But can we safely say the proper Tour de France climbing mountain starts now and all the way to Paris? Well, I reckon if you threw that question to, to a few of the GC guys... They would punch me. Oh, they'd, they'd <laughs> slap you across the head. So, mate, it started a week ago. Uh, well, we've had a couple that we haven't had monster yeah. mountains. Like, we haven't had super high peaks, have we? Yeah. Whereas now we're going into the really super high peaks. So, you're right. The last seven, eight days, and Matt White said it, we've been sort of, you know, singing it from the rafters that it's the toughest third week of the Tour de France, but probably in 30 years. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. We're not making this No, up. no, it's not. And <laughs> and he said it as well. He said, and exactly, it resembles the final week of the Giro d'Italia. Yeah. And the Giro d'Italia, historically, is brutal in the last sort of five, six days. So that's what we're getting in the Tour. It's it's going to be good. It's going to be Absolutely. really good. Stage 15, we are expecting some really, really good action tonight. We are. We are. It's And as Matt White said, the two climbs prior to the Grand Colombier, the mountaintop, they're category one, but he thinks they're harder. It's just that Grand Colombier is 17 kilometers in length. Yeah. But you've got a monster day, a lot of flat roads before, and the intermediate sprint comes after 52 or three kilometers. Do you think Bennett is already going far out, this thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looking at the details. Oh, 100%. Going, oh. 100%. Yeah, yeah. He's, well, it, it's okay. flat, though, leading into it. So is he one of the guys that is having one of the hardest tours? In well, he's having nightmares. He's Peter Sagan. <laughs> this man here, he's in his head. He's in his well, bedroom. In his nightmares. With the yellow hair yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't be next to each other. <laughs> and I mean, let's remember they were teammates at Bora. Of exactly. course, Bennett was at Bora. He couldn't get his start at the tour because of Sagan. You know, they they didn't want to. So take there's too a lot many more in that battle that just the jersey as oh, well. There's a, a bit of a pride battle. Yeah, one hundred percent. So that so we've got the race. We've got the first part of the race, which is all about the green. They will get to that sprint. It'll be done, and the sprinters effectively will just sit up. They'll they'll stay in the peloton, yeah. but they will then take a back seat, and then it will be all about the GC race. A breakaway might a breakaway will get away, I think, yeah. unless Sagan and Bora Looks back him in and tries to take it to a sprint and and a full on sprint where Sagan gets a bit a sort of a better lead out because yeah. he's lacked that. So that that I'm not too sure about what will unfold. And then it will be all about the GC. Yeah. And maybe maybe a climber, uh, an opportunist climber, could get away and win the stage. But like gee, I don't know. Martinez? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. EF have been excellent, haven't they? Um, look, there's a couple of other teams. Um, the Frenchman. Costefro? No? <laughs> no, I don't think he's, I don't think he's got the, the quality. Is he going to lose the Porcada today? I think so. Yeah, I think could. so. Yeah. yeah, I think I think we'll see a, a real push now from. I mean, this is proper mountains today. Yeah, this is a serious mountain stage, yeah. isn't it? There's a before we move on. There's a couple of questions from uh, from uh, our viewers. Uh, mm. Feel free to put some comments, and uh, I'll read some of the questions here. Uh, Jesse uh, Boyd that says, uh, "Will we be seeing bike changes on the time trial sta uh, stage at the end? And if so, pros and cons uh, of it. And then could this be good for Richie?" Three questions into one. Good question. Good question. Gee, you're jumping ahead a bit there, mate. But that's all right. I'll answer it. Um, no, no, good no, no. question. I'm listening to the answer and I'm rehashing this on the next <laughs> podcast so I look clever. <laughs> I believe, yes, because I've already heard it in an interview. I might have been with Alan Piper, in fact, from a few days ago. He talked about, he touched on the individual time trial yeah. and said bike change. So 
there's no cons. It's only pros because okay. they won't they won't do it unless it's a positive. So there's no there's no. I mean, well, if you want to say a con, it's the seconds you lose from the bike change. But they'll be that slick in their bike change. Um, they'll barely lose anything. And that first twenty, it's actually it'll be about twenty eight kilometer. I think it's a thirty four yeah. kilometer individual. Yeah. So twenty eight kilometers is relatively flat. We've driven a lot of that road into yeah. the lead up to Planche de Belfi. Um, but then it's a wall. And then it's a wall. So you, <laughs> you do not want to be on a time trial bike. No way. I can't blurred. imagine anyone would be. No. Even the likes of Tony Martin. He, he, I doubt, he might go for it because it is the penultimate stage. You'd switch bikes 100%. Bikes are so technical advanced yeah. now. The, the benefits you get from a TT bike far outweigh a, a road bike. We know that. But then likewise, a TT bike is so sort of stealth, aerodynamic, et cetera, et cetera, slightly heavier. It just won't cut it on that six-kilometer wall, so they they'll have to do it for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so, pick for tonight. I'm not telling. No, I'm not telling <laughs> because with tipping comps heating up, I don't want to finish last. Uh, Brody O'Donnell, <laughs> she has cemented her position at the bottom of the tipping table. <laughs> we know Brady is watching this podcast. So. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. She even actually, she even she got uh, uh, our, our official. Tipping commissaire Mark Fallah, who does a fantastic job, but he had a slip up and he gave her twelve points. It's it's like that, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. golf system, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Obviously, the lower 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 the score, the better you are, and and that's the winner at the end of the whole three weeks. So he gave her twelve points instead of eleven. She was quick on the trigger and said, "Hey, why have I got twelve and not 11 And he's like, "All right, okay, okay." So it's been good. It's been fun. It's been so fun. So I'm not giving you a tip. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the long answer to you not giving. Yeah. Me a tip. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not listening. Go on. I'm, I'll give you a broad tip. I'll give you a broad tip, and I'll go out. I think the it'll GC battle. Yeah. So a GC rider will win yeah. the stage. That's Absolutely. what I think. I yeah. agree. Uh, Giro Rossa. Yes, that's exciting. Uh, and it's highlights again on SBS. Remember, Annemiek van Vluten did really well. She's she is brilliant. Yeah. She's absolutely so she, brilliant. She won the stage. She won the stage. She's the world champ. It was a brutal second stage. Remember, yeah. stage one was a 17 kilometer team's time trial. Stage two, really tough 125 kilometers. Um, white roads, similar strata Bianca roads. It was hot. It was a really tough stage. Solo she had to victory. walk base, besides her bike at yeah, some point. Yeah, the winner of the stage. She was off walking or running. Yeah, it was crazy. Let's listen from her. I think my head at the moment tells it all. If you see, I went so deep because I know, yeah, you never know what's coming. You have to take every second. So, yeah, I went from the bottom to take as much as time possible because this year we don't have an uphill finish or so maybe... It can be a second game in the end. So every second can be useful. And then you have to go. Yeah, it was a time trial from the start of the gravel section where I want to hit it as the first one. And I did. And I went. Uh, it's always very special in Italy to wear it. Um, yeah, I'm here with my team to go for it for the third time. But uh, there's so many days to come. So I'm not thinking about pink. I will just race as I always do, and focus day by day because that's really needed this year in Italia. And remember, she won it last year. She's won it the last two years. Yeah, last this two is, years. So. She's an incredible athlete. Yeah. She is. I'm almost sad she's leaving Mitchelton Scott, you know, because I know she's got to move on and then she's moving to Movistar, but uh, she's been bringing so many victories, so many mm. highlights on the Australian team that 
I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm not almost, I'm actually sad she's living. The well, yeah, yeah, look, it's true. All good things come to an end is my philosophy on that. And the other thing is they're a super team. Yeah. Like they're one of the strongest teams in the world. So in a way, I like the fact it now makes it a slightly more even playing field, yeah. I think. And I think it's okay. great that okay. there's these other teams are sort of, they're, obviously their budgets are growing a little bit, which yeah. is fantastic. And we'll start to see more competition yeah. across the teams. Um, but she is... She's the best bike rider, male or female, in the world at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Isn't she? She's brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's one of the most exciting racing you can, you can yeah. watch. Uh, also, during this Giro Rosa, we catch up with uh, some of the Aussie riders uh, yeah. over there. And then uh, we try to have a, a you know a bit of a diary. Yes. Like yeah. A bit of a diary yeah. from them. Uh, and that's Rachel Nyland sent us a little message, sent you a little message as well. It was an absolutely uh, brutal day in the saddle. Um Basically, the race split apart. Yeah, it was just all on from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, a total of 2,800 metres of climbing over 125 kilometres. So they certainly didn't hold back on, uh, yeah, stage two of a nine-day mini lap of Bella Italia. Um, yeah, so it ended up... Uh, Annemiek van Vluten won the race in true solo style like she's been doing lately and certainly confirming that she's the best, probably arguably the best bike rider in the world at the moment. Um, Spratty was top 10, which was a great performance. Um, and yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't exactly a day for escapees or opportunists like myself to... Um, to try and attack for a for a stage victory, so I'm looking forward to those opportunities coming up the next few uh, the next uh, seven days. Oh, uh, Every day is a new day, so I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, guys, and uh, talk to you soon. It is actually so awesome. You've been organizing this uh, yeah. with the girls over there, and then it's, hopefully we'll have few of the messages directly from them. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's, it's great, great to get print. an insight, and and it's great that it's on SBS. But we're getting limited coverage, so it's really it is difficult to get some of the coverage, even off directly the race organizer. Yeah, absolutely. So, but it's great. It's great to hear from Rach, and um, yeah, just her talking about. What was that? Two thousand eight hundred meters of climbing yeah. in one hundred and twenty-four kilometers. That is that is as hard as it gets. And remember, gravel roads as well. Uh, and just to recap, stage three goes to the little top finish in Assisi. Uh, beautiful little spot, but it's going to be another tough stage. One hundred and forty-two kilometers, I think. So not as much climbing as what we saw um, overnight, but it's going to be another tough stage uh, for the ladies. So yeah, absolutely. So much. So many. Awesome races on SBS. It's great to see so many. It's, so much it's awesome. It I is. made a call yesterday about, uh, you know, hey, boss, can we have a 24 hours channel? Yeah, that's a bit uh, cheeky. There's a tweet of mine. If you want to retweet it, uh, then it's never going to happen, but still, you know, <laughs> do it. I want to see you hosting for 24 7. That'd be great. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no problem, you know. Swiss Army Knife, remember? Swiss Army Knife. <laughs> Don't go there, brother. Don't go there. Don't go there. Anyway, uh, anything else? Are we done? We'll I think. Do well, I think. I think we we can smash the hammer down. I think we're done. I yeah. think it's get ready for tonight. Grand Colombier summit finish. It's going to be a massive one. Absolutely, eight thirty. Uh, if you are on the eastern coast of Australia, eight thirty on SBS. 
Thank you for tuning in. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this actual podcast in audio if you want it in your ears on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer, and the Zwift app, and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground, where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial.